Wumandla on cliffcentral.com. <laughs> this is one of those days, what this girl wants. Um, it's four minutes past 12. My name is Pumi Mashekho and you're tuned into Wumandla. And this is going to be one of those days. It was going to be a shooting the breeze with the girls. I had girls from all sorts of places coming in to chat with me today. I had someone on Skype from Cape Town. I have a girl coming in from Hammanskral. I have some Josie girls. I had girls from all area codes out here in Gauteng. And what this girl wants is for life to just work out the way that I want it to work out. What I want just for this one day is I want to be able to plan everything and control everything within my planning and let it live the way that I want it to work. What this girl wants is sometimes, just sometimes, I want things to work out the way that I want them to work out. But on this show today, nothing is working out the way that I thought it would work out. So I'm not getting what I want. But... um. Luckily for all of us, I do have somebody who popped in to do a teaser about next week. Because next week we're going to be talking about my favorite topic, which is food. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got Beverly here who popped in to drop off a smoothie for me to say, try out this smoothie. And turns out she scored herself a show. So, Bev, you get what you wanted at least. <laughs> you get this Manifestation. Day. You get this day. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you, universe, for sending me Bev to be for me, here with me. Um, to chat about food. Bev has lots of very interesting ideas about food and lots of very interesting things that she does for food. My favorite one, my personal favorite is eating chocolates for breakfast. (laughs) Why you should eat chocolates for breakfast. Bev, it's the festive season or as I like to call it, the the season for eating. It's braai, it's Christmas, it's Boxing Day, it's sitting and having long lunches in nearly empty restaurants in Joburg or incredibly overpacked restaurants in Camps Bay or anywhere else around the country. But it's definitely the season for eating. If there's anything that we South Africans do phenomenally well when we celebrate is socialize and eat, eat and drink. Eat. <laughs> And you have very interesting ideas about eating. I do. I Well, number one about eating is it's got to taste good. It's got to taste really, really good. <laughs> and that's the number one thing, of course. And uh, this is why I wrote my book. So, so you've written this book and it's organic. Flexitarian. It's one whole word, organic flexitarian. I, I can't see because Duncan's hand is in my way. <laughs> Organic flexitarian. Yes. What does that even mean? I made it up. You know, atoms make things up. <laughs> so I can as well. <laughs> I made it up. I trademarked it too. Organic flexitarian is look for organic food, but be flexible if you can't find organic food. So it, it's, yeah, we need to grow and food or find organic. That's your number one choice. Oh, so like flexible. Yes, about finding the organic, but also flexible in your life because I believe rigidity is what will bring disease, actually. So if you are 
an absolute vegan or vegetarian or rigid about any way that you are eating or living, the stress that that will bring if you can't live that way um, will cause more disease than if you are a little bit flexible. But organic stuff, besides the fact that it's in that extremely expensive island Woolworths, has mm. become almost everywhere, almost everywhere now. Mm. You see farmers markets, you see organic food fairs, you see organic markets and all of that stuff. So organic food is kind of taking off. It is taking off, but it's still not enough. You know, I don't think there's enough organic food out there in South Africa anyway, but it's certainly becoming a bigger and bigger market. And I think more and more people are also growing their own food. And for me to grow your own food comes above buying organic. Um, in this book of mine, Organic Flexitarian, about once a month, it's a 365-day book, but about once a month there's an instruction to plant something. It's in the correct season and so on. So it might say, plant basil seedlings today. Go and buy yourself a lemon verbena plant. So I want to get people, slowly but surely, by the end of a year, to have, well, the subtitle is Sneak Up on Yourself in 365 Days. So after a year... To have at least planted a few things, even in a pot on the windowsill. Okay, tell me about the the reason for organic. Like, you know, I grew up with my mother having a vegetable patch in the back of in the back of the yard, and, yes. and it was just like that's just you know what people did. In fact, even to this day, she still has spinach next to her roses. But, but <laughs> this thing about organic food. Is it just a fad or is it a real thing? It's a real thing. Um, look, there are various ways of uh, getting an organic certification. So there are some quite strict ways, but there is also, oh, I described it in my book somewhere, it's called the PG something S system, which the Branson Organic Market, that's how they um, assess their people. And those assessments are done by the community. Because the smaller farmers and that cannot possibly go through all the systems and um, strictness of proper organic. So this is done by peers, by, you know, people at the Branson Organic Market and so on, so that they can be certified as organic. Just quickly define it for me, this organic thing. Organic. You know, because I'll tell you why I'm asking you that. Because yes. we read up about GMO, we read up about, you know, I actually saw a video two days ago with, with Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation talking about why the GMO seed is is such a good idea for, for Africa. Mm. Um and I was like, uh, I don't quite know what they're talking about, but everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about organic people are like pressed juices and kale and all sorts of things. I'm like, and no one ever then says, hang on, stop the train. What are we actually talking about here? Because you don't want to sound stupid. You don't <laughs> like, so what, what is it? Just anything that I grow myself, is that organic? That would be organic. If you're not putting pesticides and insecticides on it, and you're watering in it naturally, that would be classed as organic. Um, obviously, the proper organic certifications and even the PGS uh, certifications, there are certain criteria they need to, to stick to. And for you, the thing about being 
organic or eating yeah. organic and and sneaking up on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> did you? Yes, I was a chocolate like you can't believe. Normal chocolates, not my real real chocolates. Um I would eat a slab of a hundred gram slab of chocolate every day and then and have an era in the afternoon and condense milk at night. It was such an addiction, like an alcoholic. And so I've been there. And what got you there? What what's the thing that made you go, Oh, okay, I've gotta stop. I've gotta reassess the way that I'm um eating. Because what would happen is you see it's called a sugar sensitive personality. So someone like me will be addicted to Chocolate, sugar, bread, pasta, and it could have been alcohol, but it wasn't. Anyway, so what would happen? A person with a sugar-sensitive personality will eat those foods and we'll overeat them. We don't know how to have one piece of chocolate or one slice of nice hot bread. We'll have the whole loaf or the whole slab. And um, it actually causes, um, on top of uh, including blood sugar spikes, but it also causes a state of amazing euphoria. So I will naturally want to go back to that. So I it's know, a terrible it makes me addiction. Very happy. Yes. Eating chocolate makes me very happy. It's awesome. So you want to go back to the high, not and and that's what happens. Not everyone gets that happy feeling when they have chocolate or bread or pasta. Or bread or alcohol. Or bread or like hot bread with butter. Hot bread or a nice croissant. Gosh, we're probably making people out there rush off to the to the shop and buy. But yes. But it does make me happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'll I'll, I'll and and why is it a problem? Because, you see, you'll go up on that high. So let's say you eat the chocolate or bread and you're starting off on a lowish level and then your blood sugars will spike up like a pyramid. And when they've spiked to the top, at the top you get those endorphins that are released which make you feel good. And then your blood sugars plummet down really, really, really fast. And when they hit the bottom... You haven't even had time to think, well, uh, I'm getting hungry. You are hungry. And so you fix the, the hunger and you fix the, the depression you're now in by eating again. And your body knows exactly which is the quickest fix. It could be the bread or a certain kind of chocolate. Your body knows exactly how to find that. But the problem is when you come down, that is when depression can set in. You could get irritable, depressed, and PMS, haha. Um, you know, I've helped people with bipolar disorders. I've helped people, well, manic depressive, it's the same thing. Um, you know, I'm a nutritionist. So that's what I've helped people with, all of these kind of things. Because I've been there. And it's, it's horrible when you hit that rock bottom. And that's what kept happening to me. I would keep eating these things. And then I read Mary Ann Shearer's book called The Natural Way. And she described a whole lot of this, and I thought, wow, this makes sense. This was in 1995. So I followed her way of eating, which was food combining and eating raw before cooked and so on anyway. Um, but it allowed me to eat as many avocados as I wanted and nuts and seeds and fruit and things that were forbidden on any other diet. And I promise you, my life changed. It was just brilliant. My my sleep patterns improved, my my moods, my composure. I lost weight. I felt good. It was just amazing. So I realized, no, I, so I had to stop eating chocolate entirely for quite a while, for quite a long time. I, I, I could eat carob, which isn't, I didn't really like. But now I've discovered these real chocolates that I make, which are made from real, 100% raw cacao powder, cacao butter. And in fact, they reduce food cravings. Tell and me about this chocolate. <laughs> 
This could be something this okay, girl I'm wants. Okay, I'm going to get you a piece. <laughs> this, this could be something this girl wants, chocolate. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you taste a piece. I made these this morning. You, so you also make these then, which is yes, also I in itself them. something that irritates me tremendously. And I, so I you make your my, own chocolate. I teach my people. They're so easy to make. The recipe's in my book. And all my clients learn how to make these chocolates. Woo! <laughs> so this is an intense one. It's dark chocolate. Mm. It's dark chocolate. It's an, t- an intense one. And I think he might find it a bit dark. <laughs> he doesn't even eat chocolate all the time. I also have my child in the studio because what this girl wants is more school. <laughs> but it's school holidays and Ganejo's here. Oh, he likes uh, it. Do you like it? Do you like it? <laughs> it? It is. And this chocolate, because it's made of the organic and the pure, you can eat as much as you like. Almost as much as you like. I wouldn't go totally overboard. There's there's no sugar in here. There's a little bit of a sweetener called agave nectar. Um, very small amount. And um, it has got a little bit of caffeine in it. So I don't eat it at night because I don't drink caffeine at all. So I just... Really? I, I, that's why I have it for breakfast. It tastes so good. Mm. <laughs> it tastes so good. I just love you can't eat it all the time, no. And tell me, the eating the chocolate for... So do you eat it for breakfast? Yes, I do. In fact, last week I didn't have much in the house, so I made a... It's a raw organic chocolate mousse, which was made with avocado, um, coconut oil and the chocolate powder and honey. And I made that mousse and I had two apples and I sliced them up and I dipped the apples into the chocolate mousse. It was absolutely divine. So how do you survive the December rush? How do you survive the food comas? How do you survive the 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 crazy holiday? The crazy holiday rush of food, and you can't always, you know, it's, you go to your parents' house, you go to friends' houses, you can't always be in control of what they're making. Mm-hmm. So how do how does one survive? Yeah, well, I mean, actually, I've got the perfect example. I always Christmas time I go. My family all joined together in a house in Azerfontein, and we're all there together. In where? Azerfontein. That's on the west coast in the Cape. Okay. <laughs> we all at together there at my brother's house, and um, it's from great-grandfathers to grandchildren, you know, four generations in one house. Wow. Yeah, it's just wonderful. But what I've made sure is I've got a, a proper blender there so that I at least get my smoothie every morning for breakfast. And then I will do my utmost to go, yes, to the local spa. It's not going to be organic. I might pop in at a Woolies on the way and buy as much organic as I can. And I just do my best. I just do my best to find the organic and get my menu right. But believe me, I still do eat more bread than I normally would, more normal chocolates and sweets. Because my family, we take turns at making dinners. So someone else is making a dinner. Well, I eat it. You know what? I eat it. I enjoy it. Is that the flexitarian yes. part? <laughs> is that the flexitarian part? Yes. And tell me about the smoothies. This is another thing that I'm just not getting my head around. Yeah. Everywhere you go. And, and, and then I think, oh, it's just the cool kids, you know, yeah. with their smoothies <laughs> and their pressed juices. <laughs> Cold pressed juices. You know what? It's not just the cool kids. I believe smoothies, for me, are be- better than juicing. Juicing extracts the juice, but it re- and it removes 
the fiber. So you just drink the juice. So you're getting a great impact of vitamins and minerals, which is fantastic. But I think on a daily basis, we still need that fiber. So a blender instead of a juice extractor is what one should have. Now, unfortunately, my smoothie that I brought you today has nuts in it. So you might want to have a little taste. <laughs> All my smoothies have nuts in instead of dairy. Yeah. And, I mean, they're delicious. So we'll get you eventually to find out which nuts you're allergic to. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the allergies. But and, and, look, my nut allergy just came out of the blue. I'm still, my favorite thing to eat in the history of the world is, like, those nuts and raisins, right? I haven't eaten them in four years. But now, is that peanuts and raisins? Yeah. Peanuts are a legume. They're not a nut. So you might find you more allergic to legumes. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I could eat a salad with something and then... With, with nuts in it or with something else? With nuts. I, and sometimes it's stuff that I don't even know it had nuts. And okay. then just... What, what is the swollen reaction? Face. Swollen face. Swollen eyes, swollen face. It looks wow. quite spectacular. It looks like I've been in a, in a, like a fight. Okay. <laughs> but it's usually just something I ate. So Kanejo can taste the smoothie on our behalf. Okay. We're going to let Kanejo taste the smoothie. I'll, so I'll what's in the smoothie? It's cashew nuts, um, fresh pineapple. And the juice I've added to this, I should have um, done some fresh juice. However... What I did was I always just keep a little, like a liquid food series, Woolies, mango orange juice, and I add that. And then I add my sattvic spice, which is has got four of the six Vedic flavors. And if you put these what six, is that? if you put these six Vedic flavors into a meal, your food cravings diminish a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is that a face? Is that a face you're pulling? Is it sweet enough for you? Sweet enough. No, it's too sweet for me. It's too sweet. There it's you too go. sweet for you. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, so yeah, so these six tastes help to reduce food cravings. You can you can smell this. Ha- I like the fact that all these things help to reduce food cravings. Because yeah. I'm I'm not oh I'm not sure if it's food that I crave or just the the joy of being around all of these. It's things. association. You know, if you think when we eat, it's always a. Generally, I grew up, it was a, a celebration. You know, you think of a Christmas lunch or any special or dinner even every night at a table. If you sit at a table with your family, it's a time everyone comes together and you chat and it's it's social. And when I grew up, we, when you ate bread, it was bread. When you had cheese or dairy, it was real. Whereas unfortunately nowadays the bread and the dairy and all of that are not what they were when I grew up and probably when you grew up. So that's why the gluten intolerance and so on is now manifesting because the wheat has been changed to such a point that our bodies don't know what it is. Um, But anyway, but it's such a festive thing and an association. It took me many years to um, separate the association of eating chocolate or bread with the the comfort of it. It, It's a big thing to change those habits. It, It takes a lot. You've actually got to, it's like exercising a muscle. If every day, instead of having your toast for breakfast, you make some sort of a smoothie, slowly, slowly you'll get there. Yes, you're going to fall off the bus and go back to mowing through a whole loaf of bread. (laughs) But, um, you know, (laughs) in the meanwhile, you just keep on. 
you know, if you fall off, you get back on. Fev, I want yeah. us to make, so I, I want, what I, what, what I want us to make for next week, and this yeah. is what I was been saying, let's <laughs> chat about it. What I want us to make for next week yeah. is a, an entire put together, an experience, you know, kind of like a lunch yes. or meal that, yes. that can be organic and still like, do you get food comas if you have like food a, comas? Yeah. Not with you, what I feed you. Really? No. Because this is my biggest problem with all of the things that happen. Yes. It's so hot in summer yeah. and, and you're eating all this amazing food and then, and a little bit of wine and then you just too tired to do anything else and you must just flop on the couch yeah. and and kind of breathe in and out for the rest of the afternoon that's what i term as a food coma yes so, which is always nice and relaxing but in the end it's not <laughs> don't feel good <laughs> no but I, I would like us to put together because it's christmas time where obviously a lot of people are going to be hosting yes. let's put together a lunch let's put together sure. an organic meal from from some of the stuff that you've got in your in, in your book, book yes. some of the recipes and stuff that's easy to source locally because I think for one sure. of the things that makes it very, very difficult for anyone to do organic is oh, now I'm going to have to get up on a Saturday morning, drive all the way to Bryanston or you know what mm. I'm saying? It's mm. just so out of the way. Yeah. Look, everything in my book and my recipes, you can buy it anyway. The, you know, you just go and get the stuff. If you can get organic, that's fine. If you can't get get into the habit of eating the healthy things and the menus are put together. So, for example, if I run a weekend retreat, I've got health stay cooking courses. Um, when I run one of those retreats, the next one's end of January if you want to join. Um, but when I run those, um, wow, the menus are just amazing. People just can't believe it. They see this health food that looks sort of really health food that's not going to feed them. But by the end of the meal, they feel good. They feel light. And yet they've had a feast. Sure. And what happens in the health retreat food? What if you don't like cooking? Well, the idea of the health retreat, well, you might come there just to take a break and to retreat. But a lot of people come along to learn how to cook. You know, I have, especially I've had a a lot of men who say, you know what, I'm single and I want to learn how to cook. And one of my things is 94.5% of women don't find like cooking. Find, no, no. Find find <laughs> Don't men. Like cooking for men. Find men who can make food <laughs> irresistibly attractive and sexy. So, and it's true. You Duncan, know, you did want you to hear man. that? <laughs> I'm just checking if Duncan heard that one. <laughs> you want your man to know how to make this food for you. You know. So yes, the women come along without question. They they enjoy that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I also get quite a lot of men who want to learn how to make food. But the whole weekend is a everything weekend. I teach people how to power nap. We do a bit of yoga. We do brain gym. And you watch every single meal you have for the weekend being made. So if dinner's at 6, you report at 5 o'clock because we're going to make all four of those meals that are on the menu. And then we all sit together and we eat. And there's always chocolate or sweets at the end of every single meal so that you're getting all of those tastes. And, yeah, and then the relaxation. So you can sleep, you can rest. The retreats I have now are actually in four ways. So, but it's a cooking course, a weekend intensive cooking course. By the time you leave, you've got like 22, 25 recipes. You've got the book. You've, I set you up. And there's some packages where I include a free blender. I've got other Nutribullet or Magimix or Vitamix, whatever, and all the stuff if you want to go for the Rolls-Royce package. 
before I thank you, thank you. So <laughs> all that is like got me thinking about all the stuff that I eat, and uh, and I'm I'm thinking about all the food because I love cooking. Yeah. Um, I just when it's too busy at work, you kind of then resort to your staples. You know, you you need something that you can make in 15, 20 minutes. I love cooking, but I also have to cook all the time because I've got the little boy. Mm. Um, but it's just too hard. It's just too hard. You've had a long day at work. You've been, you've been running around. You've, you're exhausted both mentally and physically. You just don't want to stand at a stove, you know, so it's easier to kind of drive past a MACD or something. Mm, mm. And and that's kind of the, the hole that a lot of us falls into. It's it's what a lot of people are doing because MACD is relatively cheap compared to buying a meal. It's about the same price. And it's a complete meal. It's got it's done. carbohydrates, it's got protein, yes. it's got a little bit of salad. <laughs> and it may have been supersized, which is great. <laughs> and chips are potatoes. I mean <laughs> the vegetables is that floppy piece of lettuce on the, yeah. on the bun. <laughs> and a gherkin. I mean it's it's all there. Yeah. But no, um the recipes in organic flexitarian are generally quick and easy to make. The book is vegan mostly and vegetarian, but my meat eaters love this book as well because they also like chocolates and sweets and salads and vegetables. So they, they love the book. And um, so the idea is you would get home from work and make your, your supper. And it doesn't take that long. It's just planning. Before I let you go, before I let you go, I've got somebody on the line that we're yes. going to chat to about what goals want, but I also want to chat with you about your girl, what it is that <laughs> you want. And we do have to take a little break. And when we get back, we're going to be talking about what it is that girls actually want. <laughs> Duncan's here to check if I'm doing this right. Choice. Sometimes you have it and sometimes you don't. Autotrader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. Auto Trader New Car. The choice is yours. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. Yep, I'm keeping it real. Um, you're part of my, this is the real life of me, real life of me, and sometimes it can be a little bit crazy. No, sorry, if you're going to sit here, there's no mic. Uh, there's no, so Kanejo is in the studio. He is totally, totally wants to be part of this conversation. Kanejo, do you know that we're talking about what girls want? Yes. Are you a girl? No. So why do you want to talk? Just. <laughs> That's not a good enough reason. I've got Bev in the studio. Bev, I don't know how to say your last name. Viem. Viem. Yes. What is what is that? It's of Austrian descent. It's my ex-husband's name, but I kept it because it's my stage name. So I decided just to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows me. And I've also got Pumi. Uh, Pumi. Hi. Namesake. She's on the phone. Hello, girl. How are you doing? I'm alright, thanks. How are you, ladies? Thank you for thank you for coming on, girly. Um, we're talking about so we were talking about eating chocolate for breakfast, right? Because that's something I always want. But what I really wanted to chat with you girls about is what girls want. What do you want out of life? What do you want out of men? What do you want in a bra? <laughs> Besides the fact that it's like great to snap off at the end of the day. Pumi, I'm going to start with you. Tell me about yourself. Where are you from? How old are you? And what's, what's your big life ask? Okay. So I didn't hear the last question, but uh, my name is Pumi. 
I'm from Durban, actually staying in Joburg, staying and working in Joburg. So, um, oh, and I'm 24 years old. <laughs> so what's your big life ask? So my big life? Ask. What do you want out of life? Oh, my goodness. I want too much. There's so much I want out of life. But the bit that I do want, you know, it's a bit difficult to get to. Why? What uh, is it? Life is never easy. You know, I mean, I wish we were told that growing up was not going to be this difficult. You know, uh, being alone and, you know, a mother at this age. It's difficult. There's a lot that I want. I want comfort. I want to relax. I want to work hard. I want to see the work pay off. You know? And what does it look like when the work pays off? What does it look like when the work pays off? Yeah. Oh my word, it looks amazing. It feels amazing. And for you, and for, and for you babe, what, what, do you, what do you want out of life? How much time have you got? Oh, I've got, I've got uh, <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> I do have lots of time for you, my boy. What do I Hello. want? Wow. Yeah, what do girls want? I think it's, there, there was that movie a couple of there was that movie a couple of years ago with um, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson yes. that could hear everything <laughs> that women were saying around him. And I always think putting together a show like this, Womanda, right? It's it's about the Amandla of women. And I love everything about women and I love women and I love the power that women have and what we put out into life. But I often ask myself, hmm, am I relevant to the girls? What do the girls want? That's why you're here. Well, for me, how can I say, um, I would like this man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the guy. Let's talk about the guy. What What do you want from a man? From a man, I would like someone who is committed, spontaneous, um, loving, uh, fun, sexual, of course, um, <laughs> because that's a mirror of what I am. For me? <laughs> yes. What are you? Just, yeah? Can I just tell you from my experience at the moment? Yeah. You know, like, see, I, I don't fail to do my duties as a female or better yet as like a woman, you know, as like your woman, the man. So, like, you know, I love you, I'll cook for you, you know, do what a woman wants to do or what a woman's expected to do, you know, type of thing. But then again, I don't want you as my man to highlight your manhood and, you know, fail to do so. You know what, always pointing out that as a man, you're going to provide and security and all those things. Don't tell me about it. Show me, baby. Just do. Yes. Mm. So you you want a guy that just does Stop talking Yes, less talking and more doing, babe <laughs> I know what you want to do I know about your dreams Then let's do it And you you talk about the things that girl, Women, you you hold up your part Yeah what, what, Is that what you want? What's your part? My part, I play, oh, I love playing my part as a woman. I love playing my part as your girl, as your woman. And what does that include? What is that, so? I don't know what that is. Oh, I'll I, I do my shit in bed. I'll cook an amazing meal. I'll love your ass. You know, those type of things, you know. I won't fail as a woman to be there when you need me. You know, 
some men want to, you know, have their egos stroked. And now I'll, I'll, I'll be there to do that. You stroke egos. You stroke egos. Sorry? You want to stroke egos. Do you want to, do you know how to? Do you want to know more about how to stroke egos? I know how to stroke your ego because I know the level of your ego. <laughs> <laughs> and, and out of work. I mean, women has, have so many things. You are a mother. You are a, um, yes. you work. You, yes. you are, you are wife. You were girlfriend. You were friend. What do you want out of work? What do you want out of work? Out of, I need for all the people that I work for to value me. You know, from work and work perspective, I need to be valued. I need to know my worth and show me my worth and salary increases. Show me my worth and, you know, so many ways to show a person that they worth your time at work. If you guys know what I mean. I think I do, but I'm gonna ask. So I'm also gonna ask Bev. So Bev, you you're a writer, you're a nutrition nutrition nutritionist. Nutritionist. <laughs> These English words they get me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you you basically work for you, yes, or I you think. work for your clients, correct? So what do you want out of your career? My career, when I do a consultation. It's the most amazing thing to get the feedback. Like this morning I read an email that came back of someone with 14 different points of what has changed in her life. You know, sleeping better, her libido has improved, colon, whatever, has improved. You know, and um, so from that perspective. But then I also give talks. So it's amazing when I give a talk or a food demonstration to see the lights going on. All of those people sitting there. That and then... I want to now tour the world with this book. It's been out for a year. I self-published it. It was quite something last year. And that is an achievement for me. It, it's it's just amazing. And, and I love being a woman. I really, really love being a woman. But and, and if I look at what I went through last year to get this book out, for example, wow. You know, at my book launch, I actually thanked myself first. <laughs> I did. And then I thanked parents and so on. But I thanked myself first because, wow, I know what went into it. Self-publishing, printing. I, I didn't, three months before I had the book, I didn't have any money to print it. But it came. Uh-huh. I made videos. So my work is to, to share with people health, but then also to make money out of it. So... Uh-huh. Yes, the corporates will pay for all of that, will pay for the talks and so on. But I also do pro bono and free talks, um, wh- whatever it needs doing. That's my work. Next year I'm going to start working at Hochland Health Hydro for a few days a week. That's another thing where I can now go share with more people. And every person I reach, it's like, wow, I'm so excited. Are you, and Pumi, being a mother. Uh, sorry, yeah. Being a mother. What, uh-huh. do, what, do, you, what do you want from your kids. Do you have kids, Bev? I have kids. In fact, I'm going to quickly show you a picture in my book of um, my grandson. Oh, my God. 
There's my grandson. A grandson even. So you don't look, I'm going to be following this book because you don't look old enough to be a grandmother. Let's just have. Yes, you are what have, you eat. Let's have that out there. But what do you, so out of that experience, out of the motherhood, what do you want from your kids, from, you know? Are you asking? Can me? you hear Pumi? I, yes, I can, I can hear you a little bit and I can barely pick you guys up, but it's cool. Um, I pretty much, you know, like, you know, my, my daughter's only like one year old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, at the moment, there's no expectations. I'm happy. She's growing as fast as I don't know what. But, like, you know, I mean, the love that I see in her eyes is just enough for me. I'm so content with what I have with her right now. And from her, it's, it's just pure joy and endless laughter. Tears here and there, I mean, <laughs> of course, but yes, she makes me so happy. Oh, wow. Contentment. I love that word. Um, that, that, that's one of the words that, that you have, you know, from what you want and what you have. And for you, Bev? What with the with the children with the, yeah I I've loved from I, motherhood I love being a mother I've loved being a mother mm. I love being a grandmother I I go and make make a point of visiting my grandson two three afternoons a week for an hour or two doesn't matter what work needs to be done I shut the laptop and I go and it's the most amazing gift to be a woman mm. and and be a mom and yes yeah. it is a contentment it's it's just so beautiful. To be a mom and a, a grandmother and a sister and a friend. <laughs> friends. Mm. Friends. M- tons of friends. I've got the most amazing girlfriend. What do girls want from friends? Oh, what do we want? What do We've you got, want from I've got, friends? I've got, I've, got, I've got so many different friends. There's one who shoulder our crown when I'm upset with a man in my life. And there's another one who will tell me what to do with my work. And uh-huh. I must have about 10 different friends. And they're just such amazing, amazing women. Women of substance. Mm, what do you, and what do you want from friends, Pumi? What do girls want from each other? Oh, I, for my friends, all I want is just the loyalty that I have and the support. I mean, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing more as a female to know that if you're going through whatever it is, like you guys just mentioned now, and you know that you have a friend who's just, there to support you, regardless of the situation, you know? Mm. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And having, so I'm, Bev, because you're Slightly older than Pumi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Only slightly. The mature woman. <laughs> the granny. What, what, one of the things I've always wanted to know from, from older women is looking at the life you've led so far. What are the things that you wish you knew sooner? So what are the things you wish you knew when you were a first-time mother to a one-year-old, getting on in your career, starting out in your career, because at 24, you, you know, your, your career is still mm. sparkly and new. Yeah. And life is all big and ahead of you, and everything is new. What are the things that you wish you knew then that you know now? One thing that I wish I knew was how quickly time passes by. 
And the, those precious moments. So, for example, the moments I have with my grandson, I'm 100% there for him. Yes, I don't have to pay the bills. I don't have to bath him or feed him dinner so we can play. Or discipline him. This is yeah. my thing about grandmothers. <laughs> don't have to discipline. <laughs> so we just have fun. Whatever he wants to do, we do it, you know. And um, so, so, yes, for parents to to do your utmost to notice those moments and sit down and put that cell phone down. Not that we had cell phones oh. in those days, but put the cell phone down, pack it away for an hour and be with that child 100%. Um, as far as work goes, I didn't have a normal work career. I got married at a young age and um, I used to waitress. That was how I brought in money. I used to waitress from 12 till 3 in a businessman's restaurant where I made a lot more money than with a normal job, believe me. I used to wear little skirts that were just below sea level, but boy, the, <laughs> the, the tips were good. <laughs> and But anyway, so but I, I decided to start studying at the time, which I'm so glad I did when I did. So I have no regrets about that. I started and over five years through UNISA with these little kids, um, I got a degree. I got my psychology degree. And then I studied nutrition. So everything I did, I don't really have regrets. Um, other oh. than I wish I'd been a lot more present uh, with my kids somehow. And yet I was with them a lot. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a full day job. So I really was with them more than most parents are. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Probably, and when, when you look forward into every day into the days as, as as you're forecasting your life you know you're planning your career you're planning your life you what are the what are your big wishes what are your big wishes in terms of the things you want to achieve that you want written on that tombstone when you check out mm, I, I think for me at the moment i just i'd have to say focus focus you know focus yeah mm. i think um as as you guys just mentioned now the importance of time and presence i think i mean focus and priorities are the most important things like if i'm planning to do something i need to make sure that it's the right thing at the right time yeah yeah sure. so i'm uh, sure I, I really love carrying what you guys just spoke about now mm. and uh, carrying that for a woman who's older than me I, I, that was a learning curve that just took in a lot right now <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, hey. It's okay, hey, girl. I've been freaking a lot. Like, I'm so young. There's so many things I still want to do. But at the same time, I need to remember that time is not on my side. And, yeah. Don't want to live with regrets. <laughs> Don't want to live with regrets. One last thing before I let you go. Um, So there's a lot of talk all over the world about how how much opportunity women have, how greatly the world's mm. changed and improved for women. And you've got to go out there and make it happen. I mean, BBC is running a 100 women series where they're talking about all sorts of things to do with women. Um, when you look at the world that you are experiencing today, do you think you're all the way better off than your mom was? Or do you think your mom was better off than you? So is that for me? Yeah. I, I I'd honestly have to say um, my mom was better off. I mean, I, I'm okay. The opportunities for me now are endless, but sure, it's just a woman that she is. It, 
she's an extraordinary woman. And and if I were to say I want to fill her shoes or I want to, you know, raise my child as she raised me, it's, it's sort of impossible. Why? Because, I mean, um, like you guys mentioned earlier on that... Um, um, sorry, I didn't get the lady's name that we Bev. That, you got, that you have online. Dev. Bev, yes. Yes, sorry, Dev. Um, how Dev was mentioning that um, she wasn't at work most of the time and she had free time. And I mean, for me, having free time at the moment is unrealistic, you know? Mm. There's, there's so much to do and, and providing as, as a mother, you know? So, I mean, the opportunities are endless, yes, but that's the thing. I want to grab all the opportunities right now. Sure, the maybe expectation. Sorry? The expectation. I've always the felt that. The expectations are extremely high. The thing with, oh, is everybody says the world's your oyster, you know? But then yes. you have to wake up and go after the oyster. Yes, <laughs> and sometimes. <laughs> the oyster's not handed on a silver platter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Thank you. So, Fumi, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for coming oh, online and so having much, the chat guys. with us. Thank you. Thank you, Dev. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I know. I always find that. And, and for you, babe, when you, when you look back at the woman and the, and the time and the experience that your mom had and the world that you live in and the time that you're living in, who do you think is better off? I can't even say. I, yeah. You know, it was a simpler life. My mom didn't work other than at home, which was work. It, she had four kids. So she was working, but um, she got to be with her kids 100%. So I, I don't know. I mean, I have more choices and more opportunities and yet, because even the part-time work I did, I was away from my kids more than I wanted to be. I wasn't able to fetch them from school and things like that. But I can't say. I mean, my mom was the most amazing, amazing woman. So, But I know that because of my mother, she taught me how to be an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. And I have been a wonderful mother, and I know that. Mm-hmm. Um My mom was very involved also in bringing up my kids. So I also believe that grandmothers and grandparents are vital in bringing up children. And my kids are amazing. And, yeah, but, yeah, my mom, I mean, she's no longer. I dedicated this book to her. So I can't can't tell you absolutely. I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) And before I let you go, one last thing. There's a lot of hoo-ha about banting. Yes. <laughs> and some notes. Yes. And, and I think with last week's kind of, uh, inquiry into, <laughs> into, into all of those. And it's, it's obviously taken off. I mean, yes. the, the idea of banting, the, cause every woman wants to look better. Every woman wants to have a better shape, to Correct. have less fat, more fat. You know, there's no one woman, mm. I don't know a single one, who feels that they are perfect the way that they are. Yes. What do you think about that? What do you think about the banting? The, the banting, there's a lot of good stuff with the banting. However, I feel 100% banting only can be dangerous. I've had a lot of people who've come to me after 18 months or a year on banting and their colons have clogged up and so on. Um 
The one good thing about banting is that it's made people make their own food. It's made them stop buying boxes of things. And if they do buy things, they read the labels. Banting excludes like your sugars and your breads and your pastas and, and the, the processed sugars, which I would tell people to exclude as well. Mm-hmm. So that's great. And then in his book, which there's only one sentence where he says this, he says, when I say vegetables, I'm talking organic. When I say meat and chicken and animal stuff, I'm telling you pasture fed. When I say oils, I'm telling you cold pressed. It is one sentence in the book. That is vital. If you're going to go eat meat and chicken, believe me, you're eating, you, you're consuming hormones galore. If you don't go find pasture fed men, you're going to start getting boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you will. Boobs. <laughs> but that's the So yeah, you know, there is some good in the banting, but not entirely. So what this girl wants, um, may not have been all of it, but what I got. And this is the other thing about what you want is what you want and what you get. Hey, they always, what I got was a, a phenomenal conversation with an amazing woman. Thank you so much, Beth, for coming through. And I'm going to pick a recipe and okay. you're going to pick some and we're going to, next week we're going to come in and put cool. together a, a Christmas feast and look right. an organic flexitarian. Can I don't I, know. Can I, can I share one of my, Sayings that I want to put on my tombstone, which is in 2086. I plan to live to be 121. <laughs> However, what I want is, th- well. So a hundred more years then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my saying now is I plan to die young, but as late as possible. I oh. want to be riding my bicycle and young. I don't want to be dying when I die. I want to be living. Oh. I want to be living when I live as well. I love that. I love that. And what a way to end it all. What <laughs> girls want, what every girl wants, besides just looking good and being better. Thank you so much. You're um, welcome. Womanla on cliffcentral.com.